When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm the therapist, Tess Brigham. And I'm Brooke Brigham, the attorney. All right. So this is 90 Day Fiance, The Other Way, Season 4, Episode 1. And um, I realize now why 90 Day is such a popular show. <laughs> because, boy, whew, it's a doozy. A doozy of a group of people here. Interesting people. Oh yes, and I and I texted you earlier today, and I said I have there's someone that I have a real issue with, and Brooke guessed it perfectly, <laughs> who I have a real issue with. But um, we're gonna take this couple by couple, yeah. and this time around we met four couples. Um, I think there's six total, so I think we'll int- be introduced to the other two soon, but. For now, let's start with the first couple, which is Chris and Jamie. Um, and I have to say, I kind of like what, and I don't know, I, I used to watch 90 Day, then I stopped when it became so overwhelming with all the shows and people started doing it just for the publicity. Um, but I really love the way they're doing these openings, you know, the real kind of like, Oh, it's a fairy princess. She's putting on clothes. You know, who is she? She's going to the mail, you know. Oh, nothing's there. And then we learn about the person. Have they always had these quirky intros? Yeah, they okay. Do. They they try to, you know, hook you in with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't feel like there's any people here who are trying to be influencers. Yeah, which is nice. Yeah. I think that makes me happy. They, they do seem sincere, mm-hmm. say. but yeah, Chris is 40 and mm-hmm. she lives in Haleyville, Alabama, which has a population of 3,000 yep. people. Bible Belt. It's in the Bible Belt. And um, so, yeah, the first scene, she puts on a fairy princess costume <laughs> to go out and check her mailbox. Yes. She loves to wear costumes, loves dressing in costumes. Yeah. She feels more like herself. She says she's 40 going on 20 and she likes to wear onesies. <laughs> Uh, she loves dressing up. Yes. 
So she has two kids. She's been married twice. She said she wasn't very married for very long, not very happy in any of these relationships. And her son graduates from high school and she decided, okay, this is my time. I'm going to focus on me. And she went online and started, um, you know, looking for people. And at first she describes it like, well, I went online and it happened to, I happened to have met a woman. And then we go back and we learn that this isn't like a new thing. No. She said that she's always had feelings for men and women and that she used to sneak off and go to Birmingham, Mm -hmm. which was two hours away, to go to gay bars. Mm -hmm. And so I think she, and she said she didn't really feel that she could come out yeah, because of where she lived and it wouldn't be accepted. And so she just kind of hid that part of herself. But when she went online, she decided to, you know, let that go. And um, she hooked up with a woman, Jamie. Jamie, who's from Venezuela, but lives now in Colombia. And she said that originally she would she thought of herself as bisexual, but always attracted to men. I mean, men, women more. Um, and oh, wait, this is sorry, what and this. I'm sorry about this is what Chris said. Sorry. Oh, OK. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. So Jamie, she met Jamie in Venezuela, lives in Colombia now. OK, and now we're back to Chris. We're still talking about that. So they've been together. She and Jamie have been together for a year and she's they've never met yes they've never met and there's some other issues um and she's leaving in one week to go to boat is it bogota my bogota. bogota um and then we meet her kids and well, well, yeah you want to back okay, up so backing up so jamie she says this is her first serious relationship with a woman okay yeah and she she repressed her sexuality for uh, you know her whole life same kind of reasons you know cultural and religious and whatnot but then she went to a therapist who basically said you know do you think you might be gay and <laughs> she's like and, oh my god yes <laughs> and so yeah she decided whoa uh, you know that that's what the was missing all of her life yeah yeah she was pretty blunt about she doesn't like sex with men it's terrible right and you know she she's doesn't never liked it. she's never liked it at all so it all makes sense and she also says that she's never told her parents that her parents that her family is really conservative right which is also i don't know if we're gonna i mean she's from venezuela so i don't know in the show if we're gonna meet her or not but meet the parents meet her parents her family probably not not. so i guess that's not one of the issues that they have but going back to chris which i think is really interesting about her is you know she says she got so she's she's 40 now she has a daughter that's 23 and a son that's 18 and and then i started doing the math and then she basically comes on the screen and says um yeah i got young i got pregnant very young pregnant 16 And I always think this is kind of interesting because I do think, and we see this a lot, and I think we see this sometimes, and I feel like I've seen it on 90 Day and some of these other shows, which is, right, being, you know, when you have children very young, you don't have those 20s, 30s, those, those times to kind of explore and find yourself that a lot of times the minute your kid, your kids are out, there's this like reawakening, you know, of like, woo, I can do anything. And so 
And I don't blame her. She basically started looking, you know, she's not a full-time parent anymore. Her kids are out of the house. So she can, you know, she probably wanted to explore and see what else was out there and have some adventure. I get the sense that she wants adventure more than anything. Yeah. And, you know, her kids, they seem on one hand to be open-minded about the whole thing. But on the other hand, they're very skeptical. Yes. And her daughter especially was really kind of grilling her about, Kind of like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, you you never met this person. You're going over there. And she's planning. They're planning on getting married nine days after she arrived. Yeah, because that was the only time they could get a venue? Or the soonest time they could they get a venue? It. What, you were trying to get it sooner than nine days? Oh, I got the sense that it was almost like there's this venue. Oh, this is the only date we have. But I'm like, you know what? There's lots of venues. There's lots of venues or you can stay for a period of time. But I don't know what the I don't know about the visa issues in Colombia. Like how long can Chris stay in Colombia without getting married to a citizen? So maybe there's sort of this time frame that they have to do. But yeah, I mean, crazy. They've never met in person. (laughs) She's going to get there and then they're going to get have a marriage. Not you're going to get married nine days later. Yeah, they're both very, they both seem very immature and impulsive. Yes, yes. But I don't, I, you, did you feel like the kids were too grilling her too much? Because no. I, I, I felt like the kids' questions, I was like, these kids are pretty no. together. They're, their thoughts are <laughs> all valid. Yeah. It's the same stuff we're saying here. And especially if it's your mother, you know, and I also get the sense that, you know, Chris is maybe not the most emotionally stable person <laughs> yes i don't know as things start to come out about her yes yes so yeah it's really crazy okay so this um this is nuts so she there's a scene where she's tearing like uh siding off <laughs> yes. the yes uh, of her home yeah her room so basically she says okay so right now she's living with her mother and her two kids because six years ago she bought her dream home and two years later it burned Mm -hmm. and so then they pan back to show this house that is like half burned half intact just a mess there's a dog wandering through there Mm -hmm. there's like food on the floor or it looks like stuff on the floor it looks like something out of it looks like a crack house. Yeah, I noticed that when she was bringing stuff out to have that garage sale, her kids were there, that there was like someone spray painted on the side yeah. of the house, like no, no trespassing. trespassing. I was trying to see all the words, but I'm like, it said no trespassing private property. Oh, OK. You saw it. Because she's because it looks like an abandoned house. So I'm confused. Is she living in that house? No. no. So she's living with the mom she's and the kids. In- yeah. But she doesn't. Oh, I guess she didn't have insurance. Oh, you think that's what happened? Well, yeah. That's why, the other thing. I was like, why aren't you rebuilt? Yeah. It's been four years since this fire. Oh, it's been six years since this fire. Six years since she bought it. Oh, bought it. And four years, years later. later. Okay. You're right. So for four years, this house has just been exposed to the elements, mm-hmm. um, rotting away. I I don't know what her plan is. It's really sad, yeah. frankly. And she's, so she kind of, she's in the middle of this crazy chaotic mess. Yes. With this house. And then she has another house next door and she's explaining how she's going to be renting it out and all that. It's like way too many details. It's like, what are you doing? And you're leaving in two days to go to Columbia. <laughs> yes. That's what's going on. It yes. Was, yes. Really bizarre. 
Yeah. And so um, she, yeah. And she, she says this though too, right? She says, I know it's crazy. This was my dream home. I'm leaving my dream home and my two kids and I'm packing everything up and I'm going. And what's also interesting is from the first segment where we saw her, I got the sense of, okay, so this is, you know, one of the reasons why going to Columbia appeals to her is she wants to be out. You know, she wants to be out. She doesn't want to worry about what people think. But we meet her mom who's like, listen, I, she says I'm a devout member of the church, but she seems very accepting. She's very much like, you well, you, do. yeah, you do you. And then we learn about her health care issues. She has narcolepsy, memory problems, sleep spells. And then she said earlier that one of her jobs was working for security in a school. Yeah. I'm like, wait a second. Is that really? That's it. <laughs> yes. She's like, <laughs> of all the jobs. Yeah, we're keeping children <laughs> safe when you could just fall asleep. And yes, it. yes. So is this really the best job to have? Anyway, I that perplexed me, but... Those are some really serious issues, yeah. narcolepsy especially. And and if it's, I, it, I also got the sense that this is a relatively new diagnosis. That this, this isn't something she's had since birth. That it's something that's sort of like a couple of years ago she figured out. She started taking meds, but is she going to be able to get her meds in Colombia? Healthcare. Get get. Um, what if she has a, an attack, or what if something terrible happens? Like you don't know anyone in that country. Yeah. That's very that's scary. Very serious. Um, yeah, and so they, they, so then it comes out that um, Jamie, I think the one who tells us that uh, like 20 days before her birthday, Chris kind of disappeared, goes mm -hmm. to her, yeah. wasn't calling. And it kind of seemed like that maybe wasn't the first time that that had happened. And um, so when Chris disappeared, Jamie started texting with another woman in Texas. Mm -hmm. And then the woman found out about Chris and texted Chris. And so anyway, it all came out that mm -hmm. she was doing this. And Chris was sending Jamie money because Jamie said that she was super sick with COVID and was in the hospital and uh, couldn't work. But then it turns out that wasn't true. That th this other woman from Texas is saying that's Chris. not true. That but we true. never hear from Jamie what what the truth was. We first hear about Chris disappearing and then her talking to the other woman. And then we learn from Chris later on about sending the money and and finding out from this other woman. So do we know for a fact was Jamie using her or was Jamie using her and pretending like she couldn't work or kind of seems like it i mean uh -huh. I yeah i don't remember her, her like admitting or denying it one way or the other but she was on the phone with her friends back in venezuela yeah and the friends seem very skeptical. oh yeah there's yet to be one person who is supportive no not, not <laughs> no. friends on the season are, are supportive maybe one maybe gabriel's friend I thought yeah. was supportive. Yeah. That one person was supportive. And I think that, that Gabriel's friend was probably just like, this is my, this is my friend. Yeah. I'll just say yes to anything right. that he tells me. You know, these two, I'm sorry. They, really? they have so many issues, you know. I mean, it's just for, from they've never met <laughs> to, you know, they, this is both their first, they both have said this is their first, uh, you know, relationship with a woman mm -hmm. um first serious girlfriend all around i mean 
And there's already drama. Yeah. Yeah. And other people and yeah. Money and blah, blah, blah. And the other thing is, and this is, you know, with dating apps and these online relationships, I, I say this to my clients all the time, which is you don't know until you physically get in a room with someone if you have any chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like people think that, oh, we talk all the time on text. We, you know, we, we, we do this, we do that. And yeah, video helps people get to know each other. But you don't know if you have real chemistry with someone until you're in the same room. And that's why all of this is so insane. It's just because, yeah, the two of you like each other and, and you you think each other are great and you get along, but you don't know if you're going to have any chemistry, any anything. And God, Chris, just go down there for a couple weeks. Like you couldn't do that first before yeah. you proposed. But always, I think money wise, she couldn't. They're always like, oh, she's the love of my life, even though we've never met. There's always this real fairy tale-esque like yeah. out just out there like not based in reality type of feeling that these uh-huh. people have and they think that just because the person's in another country that automatically it's just going to be you know some yeah. romantic um fantasy i don't know i i we'll see yeah but i don't know if i hopes for them but anyway yeah especially based on some of the clips of Oh, of the future. It's a lot of fighting. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And so the mom, I mean, again, I thought her mom was really reasonable and really with it. And the mom, very straightforward, says, I'm really worried this is a scam. And the money, once the money runs out with Chris, yeah. she's going to get dumped and she's going to come back here. And so I don't know. I can't really put a finger on Jamie yet. I think it's interesting that we, the when we had that that scene with her and her friends that she very much was like, I, my grandmother had died. I was sad and lonely. And I, you know, Chris ghosted me. And then I reached out to another woman. It was like, okay, maybe she ghosted you, but did you then, it sounds like maybe talking to her, I think like even after Chris came back, or ghosting. Okay. I I feel like she kept talking to this woman in Texas. And is the ghosting from her narcolepsy? They don't really explain that, do they? I think it was just she got a little bit freaked out Mm -hmm. or something. And that should tell you something, right? I mean, you're not even, you haven't even been in the same room yet. And you're getting freaked out. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to Danielle and Johan. And this is the person I have a lot of feelings about these two. So I'm assuming that they were part of that show, that Caribbean love yeah, show. Paradise. Okay. Yeah. Whatever they were calling it. Yeah. I, yeah. I watched the first season of that. I think these, these two must have been, there must have been a second season. Um. Well, they were in... The last season. Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't know how many. I think they've only had a couple seasons. Yeah, so this must be the second season. They were in the last season of it. And so what happened was, you know, we know the story, how she went there on vacation. and you know. Well, I didn't know the story. It was all new to me. <laughs> okay, so she went to the... So this is Danielle. She's 42. She's from New York City. Well, she claims to be from New York City on this show. But in the other show, she claimed she was from Yonkers. Oh, Interesting. Which, is that like a suburb of New York City? Yes, yeah. it is. It's up. It's up north. It's north, um, like near White Plains, and okay. Well, now she claims she's from New York City, but anyway, she yeah, she met this Johan on vacation. He was a personal trainer at the resort she was staying at. They spent a couple of days together. She went back to New York. She came back to the Dominican Republic, 
they spent like a week together or maybe a month. I don't know. But anyway, he proposed to her the first night mm-hmm. back there. Yes. After they'd spent two days together but the time before. And then on that season, there was the, their storyline was all about how um, uh, he wanted her to have a baby. Oh, God. I didn't. Oh, I didn't, we didn't even get into that. Oh, yeah. God. There's even more dysfunction here. She's 42. And she's like, well, I don't think I can have a baby. And. He's like, well, it's okay. It'll happen if God wants it to happen. He was very into like, God Mm will make this happen. And she's like, no, really, I'm going to have to get fertility treatments and it's going to be expensive. And, and, you know, there was this whole disconnect Mm -hmm. there. And then, um, then he had brought up the issue of where they were going to live. He wanted, he's always wanted to come to the United States. And they, he, there was even a scene where they went to his family's house and the whole family was kind of like, yeah, we want him to go to the U.S. That's mm-hmm. that's what everyone's dream is, because you can go to the U.S., you can make enough money to support your whole family, mm-hmm. you know, back in the DR. And, you know, and he made that very clear. Yes, yes. No, I didn't even watch that show. And yeah. I was very clear from this show yeah. what he wanted. So now she's flipping the script because yes. she promised him that, oh, yeah, I'm going to do the K-1 visa and you're going to come to New York and and... Um, yeah. That's where we left off. Okay. Well, when we meet Danielle, I just want to say, again, we do this very black and wise, very stylized streets of New York oh, yeah. and it's it old-timey music, and then it fades into modern day and chaos and jazz, frenetic jazz. That's the most produced, yes. fitting sex and I've ever seen. I'm okay. Like, so I was like, does 90 Days doing these produce I, things? I thought he cut out and where I was watching another show. Yeah, it was so weird. So she talks about New York. It's her toxic boyfriend. She's been there for 15 years. It's been hard the entire time. She has two jobs. She's a high school history teacher. And then she's also her quote unquote side hustle, which sounds like a whole business, is she's a yoga instructor, but it sounds like she also has a business. Did I get that wrong? She said yoga and wellness business. Oh, okay. So maybe she's doing that. So, and she's a single mom. She became a single mom at 21. She married at 26. She split up with that husband six years later six months later later, sorry and then um she's had two live-in boyfriends didn't work out and then again you know she talks about this just to exactly what you were saying took trips to the dominican and met johan and he was her prince charming we hear this yet again always with the prince charming prince charming prince charming um he's 32 yes he's 32 and we see from some of the old clips, she practices Ifa, an African spiritual tradition. He is an evan- evangelical Christian, and he thought she was a witch. <laughs> and then we also see the thing about the $200 peanuts. Right, <laughs> there was financial issues. Johan ate $200 worth of peanuts. And she said something interesting. Well, like, he doesn't take his wallet out ever. Like, he yeah. expects her to pay for everything. Well, because he thinks that she's a rich American because yeah. he decides she is rich yeah so then we see okay i have to say the people in danielle's life are all totally you know correct and with it yeah. every single we meet like several people people that she's like these women that were in your yoga class we meet two of her friends who i love every single one of these people are the ones who are like just get it well, the, those two Liz, lizette and sam yes yes were they in the last show too because they, they're great in the last show there was even more there was lizette and sandra plus like about three or four other women mm-hmm. who just you know were on her ass about yeah. what are you doing you're delusional mm-hmm. this is crazy yeah one of the things was how will you live right <laughs> 
<laughs> you're going to give up everything. I mean, yeah, no, they, I don't even know how they can stand to be friends. I know. I, 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 that's the other thing. I was like, how did she make these friends? Like the two women that were in the, in the yoga studio, they're like, is this a, is it stanky panky? Oh, sanky, sanky panky. So I didn't get that. What's the sanky? I get the panky. I don't know. I'd never heard that yeah. before, but it's but, someone who goes yeah, and preys on women like to Yes, yeah. it's a man, a, a young, good-looking guy who yeah. works at the resort. He looks for women in their 40s. This is, again, maybe we all need to blame Terry McMillan. Yeah, Stella got her groove. Yeah, I mean, that's, she thought she was getting her groove back and she, woof, learned the hard way that it well, doesn't work like that. Just because that movie had a happy ending the real life yeah that oh, real terry life. mcmillan did not no it did ending. not and so that that, that alone should be your your guideline but the best is the friends were like well how are you gonna live she's like i'm gonna manifest it <laughs> and now listen i believe oh, i believe that there is something to be said for like having a vision having a goal having you know believing in yourself but you still have to pay the rent like you still have to do things so um this and so this is when this because I didn't watch that other show. This is when it really pissed me off, which is she says that Jan Johan, um, she's doing something with words and semantics here with Johan, which is, well, um, Johan thinks I haven't told Johan one way or the other that I'm applying for the visa. He he I think he, the thing, assumes. he assumes that she has. She says she hasn't. She hasn't told him, but she thinks he assumes that she's applied for the visa, but she hasn't really applied for the visa. And she's just not going to say, yeah, she's going to wait for him to bring it up. Yeah. she No, her first thing was, I'm going to keep it moving and hope he doesn't ask. And this bothers me to uh, no end. So I was just like, she wants to trick him yeah. into this life. And while you may say, okay, isn't he tricking her? But it's like, no, oh, I feel like Johan's been upfront about it. He's been very upfront, which is, this is what I want. And, and then this was the other thing too, was she's giving up her pension. Okay. So she is a high school history teacher. To have a pension in the world today is like gold. And then she said, her friends were asking her about like work. And so you're just going to give it up. And she said, yeah, Danielle's like, yeah, if I work one more year, then I'll get an extra 15K. Now, is that per year? I think so. Okay. At 63. Now, yeah, Danielle, I did the math for you, Danielle. Okay. You, if you retire at 63, if you die at 83, those 20 years, that's $300,000 mm. for one year, one year of your life. Danielle doesn't, I don't think she thinks about the future. No, not, not enough. Future. Not enough. Because she's acting like, oh, 15 grand. I'm like, yeah. it's not 15 grand, like, capped. It's 15 grand every single year of your life. You're sitting here yammering on about how, how expensive everything is. Well, like, you don't want to stay for another year? That was something that annoyed me. It's like, look, Danielle, if you want a lower cost of living, you don't have to go to the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. You could just move to a... A suburb, a smaller yeah. town. You don't have to live in one of the most expensive cities in the, in the world. That's what I was, the whole time I kept thinking to myself, so wait a minute, I'm so confused. It's the Dominican Republic or New York City, and those are our only two choices? Like, right. that, I kept thinking the same thing. It's like, why couldn't they just go to a suburb? Why couldn't yeah. they go to another, another, tro another kind of fun city? Yeah, she was saying, she's like, I just want to live 
in a slower place near the beach. Okay, go to Florida. Go it's to, much cheaper. Go to Florida, find a little town on the on the coast and just be happy there. I mean, no, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's just nuts. So then, oh, we see the, um, so I guess this is from the show where we see her, oh no, this is her coming in. She does the toddler jump where yes. she jumps on him. And then this, again, I, this bothers me so much. She, right in front of him because he doesn't speak English, she basically says, oh yeah, I'm not going to be living here. Like, yeah. but but the pro the thing is this, is that, you made an agreement with this man. He wants to come to the U.S. And what really bothers me is, is that I can, I, Danielle, I'm with you if you married him and then was like, oh, I don't know if I want to live here anymore. I don't, I, I don't know what I want to do. And you went to him and said, listen, I don't know if I want to settle in New York. Maybe let's talk about something else. But what she's doing right now to Johan is she's basically holding him hostage, mm -hmm. like basically dangling that visa right in front of him like maybe i'll apply for it maybe i won't like oh yeah i just ugh. when she's telling him you know you don't speak english you're not gonna be able to get a good job you um the american dream isn't doesn't exist you know it's just belittling him yeah you know, just saying all this stuff. so dismiss dismissive of everything i i just it really bothered me and then in the car ride from the airport i guess she can't wait one minute so she's on the car ride, basically breaking the news and the look on his face. I swear to God, I thought he was about to cry. Yeah, I mean, he's he, just thinking shit. Like, yeah, what do I do? Yeah, he's pissed. He's mad. He looks like he's going to cry. Yeah. I don't think he. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to admit, I think he is using her. Probably, you know, he to get to the United States. But he kind of told her that. <laughs> yeah, well, I... Last in the Love in Paradise show. Well, but I also kind of feel like I get the sense that he does like her. So I don't yeah. think it's a... Oh, God. It's it's not a Dan, the other Danielle. Danielle and Muhammad. Muhammad. It's not like a Danielle and Muhammad situation where it was so clear. Like, the minute he got that green card, he was out the door. I get the sense with Johan that, yeah, he, he likes... He's picking her because she's from the U.S. But I also think he likes her. He's attracted to her. And I think, I think if they did move to New York or somewhere in the U.S., I think they would be. I think he would stay with her. I don't think he's going to leave her immediately and run in the opposite direction. But yeah, you know, she just wants to. Yeah, she wants to move down there, live on the beach and have her, you know, mm -hmm. hot husband and not let him. But she's still do anything that with his life. Yeah. But yet she's going to complain about how she has to support. Him. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing yeah. else. Uh, well, he finally says something which is true, which is, you know, life in the DR is hard. Mm -hmm. is, and in life in the DR is a hell of a lot harder than life in New York. Mm -hmm. And she's going to find out the hard way that she's not going to be. She honestly thinks she's going to wake up every morning and she's going to go to the beach and, and then teach, teach a yoga class or yeah. two and then come home and have sex with her husband. And then they're going to be so in love and all of this stuff. I'm like. You can't live on, even in the DR, you cannot live on two or three yoga classes a day. Yeah. Well, even, yeah, I don't know if it was Lizette or Sandra, one of them said, you know, life is not all sundresses and walking <laughs> to the beach. Yes, exactly. I love those two. Um, yes. So, ugh, Danielle. I have a lot of feelings. All right. Gabriel and Isabel. So Gabriel is 32. He's from Margate, Florida. I don't know where that is. He has an underwear company 
that is for female to male transgender people who haven't had bottom surgery yet. It's called Get More Proud Wear. Um, and a year ago, he went to Columbia for his business to talk to some manufacturers and he met Isabel at a club. And Isabel said, no, I don't have sex on the first night. And Gabriel was like a little was relieved because he hadn't told her that he was trans. Um, and then he texted her the next day and told her and she was like, no, I'm fine. I'm good. He's like, okay, great. Perfect. Now, so she, yeah. So she, so then he immediately got an apartment it, where she lives in Medellin and she has two kids, 16 and 11. And then he moved her into the apartment mm-hmm. and he's been going back and forth between yes. Medellin and the United States. And so, you know, there's a little hint of, we didn't really meet Isabel. We saw pictures of her. Yeah. No, we didn't really. Well, didn't we meet her? Isn't she, didn't we meet her where she was trying on lingerie? No, we did. Jamie. Oh, that was Jamie. God, I kept getting them confused. Okay. No, Isabel, we didn't really get into her. Yes. But we learn a lot more about Gabriel when we meet the sister later on. (laughs) She was the one that was like, oh, she's, because, because up until the time that we met the sister, it was very much like Gabriel tells his story. He talks about, you know, growing up, always felt like something was he he didn't feel quite right he started dressing like a boy um came out as a lesbian at 16 at 22 started watching this video of a man's transition and was like wow you know this i am a a man that's what i that's what i am that's what i am and i'm gonna transition and his big you know the big quote-unquote secret that you know they always have to have on these shows is he has not told he wants to tell her family his parent her yeah, her parents, um, because he wants to ask Isabel's hand in marriage and he wants to be upfront and honest. He doesn't want to have this lie. Though, again, if he didn't do the show, I don't think the parents ever needed to know. Yeah, I mean, but what is the lie exactly? It's not a, It's not even a lie. It shouldn't be a lie. It's in the way he feels he has to tell them. If she, I mean, now, now, yes, well, because now it's on show. World, but I mean, she knows she's accepted it. So who cares? Yeah. I don't know why he feels this compulsion to have to tell her parents this thing that just doesn't matter. It doesn't. You know, I I said something about how he wouldn't want them to find out from somebody else and then be upset with him. Okay, but who else is going to tell him? Somebody in Columbia. Who in Columbia knows? I don't He never had gone on Yeah. But yeah, so his sister, Monica. I love the sister. She's another one who's yeah, like getting she, right to the heart of it. She's very suspicious of Isabel. She basically says that, you know, Gabriel pays all the bills for Isabel and her kids. Mm-hmm. And so I think she's worried that there's a little bit of using going mm-hmm. on here. Um, but also, Gabriel has a history of falling in love. I mean, he was there to get in the tattoo of Isabel on his arm and he has to cover up another tattoo yeah. of another woman's name. And so Gabe's sister was saying, you know, he has a history of living with several women who have kids, who have kids, moving women into their mom's house, getting tattoos of these women. And then the sister basically says, yeah, he's very impulsive. And for this past year, he was supposed to be focusing on himself and being alone. And now she you know now he's going down and he's going to marry this woman and he also said in the past 
that he didn't want to date someone with kids. And this I thought was very telling. He said, well, Isabel has two kids, 16 and 11. They take care of themselves. I'm like, Gabriel, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but I have, you know, I have a 15 year old. Your your daughter is almost 20. Is she completely, does she just, you know, self-sufficient? No. <laughs> she, you know, she she can, uh, she lives by herself and, you know, yeah. cook and take care of herself a yeah. bit financially? No. Yeah. I mean, but also an 11 year old, maybe the 16 year old can drive and do some things and maybe that, but the 11 year old still needs a lot of help. Yeah. Like th- that, I, when he said that, I was like, ooh, this isn't going to be good because he really doesn't understand. Again, I think that he, I think, I think he fantasizes. I think he falls in love and I think he falls in love very, very easily. And I think that this is going to be, he's going to be shocked to find out an 11 year old does a lot more work than he thinks. Yeah. All right. And so now our last couple, which we spent the least amount of time with are Rishi and Jen. We meet Rishi first. He's 32 from India, Jaipur, India. And he spends an hour and a half every other day with his hair. Yes, he has beautiful curly hair. He uses five to six products. We got to see what was happening there and how all the... Wow, that is a lot. Um, Someone thinks that he's Indian Jesus. And he is very proud of the fact that he has a master's degree, a law degree. He started off as a lawyer. He felt like he was in a cage. So he shifted into the fitness world. And then he he was told he was so hot that he could be a model. So now he's modeling. He is very... He's a good looking guy. Although I have to say, he's also very photogenic. Yes, he is. Those photographs are better than... Better than... Yeah. And there was a point the... Where the producer, or whatever, was telling him, "Oh, pose." Yeah, and he was posing, and he like literally he would transform from one minute he just kind of looks like a regular guy, and then he'd do this pose, mm. and looks like ten times more attractive. So he's a good model. Yes, he is a good model. He's not a model. Well, and also, I mean, he's in amazing shape. I and mean, when we see some six pack ab pictures, mm-hmm. you're just like, "Whoa, okay." And then we. Um, then we meet Jen, who is 46 from Stillwell, Oklahoma, and she lives on her family farm currently, but she's a bit of a nomad. She never wanted husband or kids, and she readily admits that she has a track record of choosing good looking guys, charismatic guys, but not good partners. But then I met Rishi. Yes. (laughs) Who is all of those things. Well, that's it's so interesting. She met Rishi in a hotel lobby because she was traveling in India. So she, this was one like very authentic, you know, she was traveling. They meet each other in a hotel. She thought he was a douchebag, mm. but somehow they kept hanging out and then she fell for him. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they got engaged after one month. Mm-hmm. And she said in total later, she was telling her brother in total, they spent about 45 days together. She came back to the United States to, you know, kind of like wrap up her affairs and she was going to move back to India. And then COVID hit. They closed the borders in India and she had to wait two years for the borders to open. So now, now she's going back. And yeah, she has this discussion, you know, with her good old brother. So always a good brother Mm -hmm. and sister friend. Yeah. Someone who comes on and says, what are you doing? And, you know, he's very concerned and he's a, he brings up how, I guess, in the past, there have been times where Rishi has kind of ghosted her mm-hmm. for periods of time. 
and then it makes her very upset and insecure yeah insecure. and then she makes these videos where she's crying and, and the but the videos are really weird they're like I know you don't want to do this and you don't want me and I don't know I, I wish you best with your life it's not it it they're kind of very dramatic it's a very dramatic and a little manipulative martyr drunk video yeah that too i mean she's 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 a very attractive woman mm -hmm. and she's laying on this bed in like a nighty or something like that it's so weird and she's talking to him but it's not sort of like hey listen pal i you know you keep ghosting me i'm not into this goodbye it's very much like well you know if you if you want to go, you dream and big and you do your You've thing. Enriched my life, but I'm uh, go. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like God. So yeah, and then of course, w one of the things that I thought was interesting is the brother points out to her that you know the farm is one of her escape places, mm -hmm. and so, and she's at the farm right now. So I get the sense that you know her Jen's Jen's mo is to you know, travel and run around, meet someone, get her, you know, meet someone, get her heart broken, and then go back to the family farm, pick up the pieces and do this over again. And I, I got the sense that this is the cycle that her, yeah. her brother was like trying to kind of point her in that direction of like, you know, hey, you notice that you do this, you do that. But I mean, despite all of these people having great friends who really, you know, very direct, telling people what the truth is. Not one of them is listening to the friend. No. No, because I think you're right. I think these are people who have kind of been doing this kind of routine their whole life. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're attracted to. Yes. They're attracted to the excitement. And Well, I think, I feel like there's sort of these two camps where it's that. It's the Gabriel and the Jen and maybe Rishi, I don't know, who are you know the nomads like love love and constantly doing this and going in these cycles and then it feels like there's this other group of people that are like i don't i don't like my life and so oh and i get the sense with chris with chris especially where it's like that wherever you go there you are thing where it's like she's not really happy in her life she has this dream home it burned down she can't be out like that that you know she's she's got a lot going on and instead of looking at herself and asking herself what is it that I want she wants to escape and yeah. and a lot of these people I mean we've all I've done it you know we've all done this thing where we think if I change my location if I change where I am life will be great and I feel like that's what Danielle's doing too I think Danielle's kind of and I think that's why she was attracted to this to Johan I think she I think she's kind of bored with her life, frustrated with New York. And instead of asking herself, like, what do you want? I think she's like, oh, great. I met this guy. I'm going to marry him. He's going to sweep me off my feet. And I'm just going to go there and all my problems are going to be solved or I'll be happier. Or, yeah. Nope. I won't have any problems. Yeah. It, yeah. Doesn't work that way. No. Wherever you go, there you are. You You bring yourself wherever you go. So you have, you know. So whatever's bothering you, you have to deal with. It's not going to the DR is not going to solve it. And listen, your daughter Layla was in Hawaii. It's not a vacation, right? When you're there, yeah, when you're when there all the time, living, it's not a trip. It's not a vacation. It's very different than going on vacation there. It's mm -hmm. two totally different things. And, and yeah, in a place like the Dominican Republic, where the standard of living is even mm -hmm. lower. Yeah, yeah. It's very hard. Yeah. People, there's... 
there's not a lot of ways to make money. Yeah, that's why all of them are living, they going... They all want to come to New York City. Yeah. And really, truly, the easiest way, especially if you're a good-looking guy, is to find someone, you know? So... I don't know. I like, uh, yeah, maybe Johan's using her, but I like Johan. I like him better than Danielle because <laughs> I have a lot of feelings about Danielle. All right. So we did it. We did Toe. it. Next week, we'll, I guess we'll meet the other two couples and get more. Do you want to make any predictions before we sign off now, now that you've met some of these couples? Oh. Do you think, do you think that any of these couples will survive? Oh gosh. Um, well, for sure, not Rishi and Jen. Mm-hmm. Um, See. Chris and Jamie, what do you think? Oh, God, no. Okay, Danielle and Johan. Um, ultimately, no. Okay, and then Gabe uh, and Isabel. I that might, I think that might work. It could. I, I'm just not a user. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I do think that if we meet her and she is very sincere and really loves him and cares about him and he can reset his expectations of what a 16 and 11 year old are like mm -hmm. then i think yeah they could and i do think that danielle and johan will be together for a period of time but i think that something's gonna break something something's got to. yeah no they're not together forever i uh, type of thing by any means yeah but who has the shortest shelf life uh, yeah oh i'd be reesh chris and jamie yeah they mm -hmm. They're already having... Yes. No, it's true. Problem. It's true. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, 20 friends, 50 friends. Um, give us give us a five-star review. Um, write, tell us, tell us in the world how much you love the podcast. Um, yeah, I think that's it. If you want to reach out with any ideas on shows to cover or pop culture, things that are happening in the news that you want us to talk about, uh, email us at psycholegalpoppodcast at gmail.com. But that's it for now. We'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com